Hello, goddesses. Today we have among us goddess from Uganda, the activist, Vanessa Nakate. Welcome, Vanessa. Welcome to our show, Planet Aphrodite with Mina. How are you doing? Thank you so much. I'm good. How are you guys? Good, good, good. Really good. <laughs> yes, tell me. <laughs> Um, I think when I was a young person, I was so reserved as a person mm-hmm. and um, I love to spend most of my time by myself. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good at making friends. So I would only have like three friends or two friends mm-hmm. or I would only make friends if the, person, if the person approached me. I would say I was quite a very shy person and um, I didn't know how to easily communicate and probably talk about the things that I like and what I dislike and many times when I I was suffering with something or in any kind of pain I used to solve it by myself because I didn't know how to talk to other people or trust other people with what goes on in my life so I think as a younger person I've been much more of an introvert and quite a very, very shy person who doesn't even like public places. Very interesting. And how was your family life like? You know, you were more attached to your parents. Who all were there in your family when you were younger? Um, our family has always been um, together with the parents and siblings. And we've also lived with cousins as well. Mm-hmm. So it was quite um, a big environment but I think um, even my own parents and siblings knew that I really love to spend time by myself okay because even after school I'll just go to, I'll just go to the room and not really interact with anyone but the home environment was really peaceful for a child to grow because we weren't just uh, sisters and brothers. We also had cousins. So it was quite a big family. And uh, it was just lovely seeing everyone at home. The problem was interacting with them. Oh, okay. So how, how many uh, yeah. siblings you are and which number do you come to? Um, I have four siblings. Mm-hmm. That is two sisters, two brothers, and mm-hmm. uh, I am the firstborn. You're the firstborn. Oh, interesting. I, I thought, yeah. I, I guess you will be the middle child. You know, they say middle child can disappear and nobody cares. <laughs> okay, you're the firstborn. That's interesting. That's really interesting. And how yeah. was this young Vanessa when she was young? She had only two, three friends and she spent time with herself. But she was more into reading or more into playing with, I don't know, dolls or cars or maybe whatever so what what was your childhood like and what were you like when you wanted to grow up what were your dreams and aspiration you um i think my childhood i i don't remember playing alloys um i think it wasn't really it wasn't really my thing i was kind of a very weird child i don't remember owning those I never really found them so interesting as a child. and <laughs> Even I, I never played I was, with dolls. So I was a book reader. So I was, all my childhood was behind the book, you know, just by myself, just reading books. That's all I did. Yeah. 
yeah i think as a child i the time i wasn't at school i used to watch television um mm-hmm. a lot i used to watch um different shows and it's funny how i don't remember really watching cartoons or uh it's it's really a complicated childhood <laughs> <laughs> it's just different i guess you know and each childhood is different we try to put it in yeah. a slot but each childhood is different so i get that yeah yeah, yeah. i i didn't really have um love for cartoons or animations and that's not something azur is eager to watch mm-hmm. but i used to i used to enjoy um television dramas that really showed life stories and the things that happen in people's lives and um how they are affected and the kinds of people that we have in the world like not everyone can be nice to you not everyone can like you there'll be people who like you and appreciate you but not everyone will but that shouldn't stop you from being who you really want to be or achieving the things you want to achieve so i used to really enjoy such kind of television dramas mm-hmm. because they mostly portrayed how life is and I'm, I'm, i'm just curious to know like these dramas were um, uh, made in africa or they were from different countries like in india we have our regional shows and we also have stuff imported from other countries yeah so i'm just curious like how are things in uganda you know like people watch uh, regional things or is it uh, shows and dramas created in us or uk or wherever and then they watch it um i remember as a child um the things that i really watched a lot they were i would say imported mm-hmm. most of them were from mexico uh-huh. and india as well oh really yeah. <laughs> that's interesting <laughs> that's so yeah. interesting <laughs> yeah I've, i've watched um i've watched quite a number of indian shows and movies and oh, really? I, i know very many actors <laughs> Yes. Oh really can can you share your I knowledge i would happen. i would love to hear that you know <laughs> i didn't expect in my um, wildest dreams <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think um some of the some of the indian actresses i really love um mm-hmm. there is karina kapoor priyanka wow. chopra uh-huh. uh katrina Kaif. yeah uh-huh. that's so interesting yeah, really then, wow <laughs> yeah then uh, for the, for the actors for the actors there is um Shahrukh Khan Amitabh Bachchan oh, yeah yeah those are, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i really like <laughs> wow this is I really so interesting like, uh, Amitabh Bachchan oh yeah <laughs> Yeah literally he has been in my childhood like I, I watched him as like when he was younger I watched mm-hmm. him grow up and now I'm watching him as an old yeah. man and right. wow it would really be an honor to meet someone like that <laughs> you, you know what Vanessa uh, I have this connection with Amitabh Bachchan I was born in the same city as he was born so whenever someone asks oh, me where wow. are you from I always say I'm from Amitabh Bachchan's village <laughs> 
<laughs> and interestingly <laughs> enough, people across the globe know that, oh, you are from Allahabad, now it's named Prayagraj, but you know, people know the place and it's very interesting that people yeah. know Amita Bachchan and they know this. Oh, that's so interesting, Vanessa. So growing up, what were your dreams and aspirations, Vanessa? Did you want to be an actor? Um, no. <laughs> No, um, I, but I really, I really loved actors and actresses, and I found what they did, uh, what they do, like so, so cool. Because I can't stand in front of a camera and act. Like I think I would just laugh. <laughs> but they act and they look so original. But yeah. um, I don't think it's something I really ever wanted to do. Okay. But um, I remember wanting to be a lawyer as a lawyer. child. Mm-hmm. Anyone in your family yeah. is a lawyer, or who inspired you? No, um, I haven't. We we don't have anyone. I don't know anyone oh. in my family who is a lawyer. Okay. The only person who recently graduated with law is my aunt. Mm-hmm. But of course, as a child, I don't remember knowing anyone who was a lawyer. But okay. I remember watching some some movie. It was called. Um, I think fix the fox, something like that. Okay. It's still from India, and there were these lawyers, and uh, I just really loved how, you know, like how they were fighting for people's crime and all that. And that's when I understood that there were also criminal lawyers. So it made me realize that there are people who are most probably sent to jail because even when they are innocent, right. because of criminal criminal lawyers who try as much as possible to make the guilty ones look innocent Mm -hmm. so that really moved me and I really loved uh, things that were connected to law very interesting and how did I mean you you graduated in uh, business administration and then how did um, environment happen you know how did this happen please share your story and how did you um, overcome your shyness, you know, you not talking to anyone, you not even voicing your opinion from that kind of girl who was reserved into herself, not talking, even her standing up for herself. And now you are representing the whole continent, your whole country, you know, the, everybody. And it's, it's a great, you know, you just crossed over many many obstacles and anything that you had in your head how do you grow into the person that you are today and that you are continuously growing but from that girl who's a shy docile into a corner and now today that you are the voice of Africa how do you do that You know, um, the truth is, I, I don't know how that happened. And I don't know how I changed from someone being so shy to someone being so bold. But in school, I remember I, I studied business administration and I majored in marketing. Yeah, I graduated last year in 2019. So before graduation, there was that uh, period and... Um, we always have a period, it's like a pre-vacation. So I wanted to use the time to do something that could cause change in people's lives, like to be helpful in some way, to be an asset to people in, in the community. I grew up seeing my father. My father is a Rotarian and uh, 
they always do these activities and provide solutions to people. For example, providing health facilities, um, planting trees, or feeding people, providing them with food. So I I wanted to do something, but um, as not specific about the kind of activism I would do. Therefore, I decided to choose something that I would really love to go into. And I started reading about the problems people face in my country. Mm-hmm. And I found quite a number of them. I found corruption, but I realized that everyone talks about corruption, gender inequalities, unemployment, among others. But I was really surprised to find climate change as a problem because I've studied it in school and uh, they don't teach us the reality of the crisis. It is taught as something that either happened in the past or that is coming in the future and we really don't have to worry about it. So I started to read more about it to understand its impacts and its causes. When I realized that there are people who are actually facing and uh, looking at climate change in the face and suffering all these impacts, I decided that I had to do something about it. I just didn't know how I would do it. So I started to read more and understand ways of how to create awareness of a problem. That is how I found out about the Fridays for Future climate strikes. And I thought it would really be a great way for me to create awareness of climate change in my country. But as I said before, as a child and as I grew up, I was a very, very shy person. I didn't know how I was going to to go to the street with placards and just stand there and have everyone look at me. I just didn't know how I was going to do that or to achieve that. So I hesitated to start the climate strikes. I found out about the climate strikes way earlier in 2018, but it really took me time to decide to start striking because I was really scared of going out to the street. I was scared of how people would look at me. I was scared of what people would say. In my high school, I went to, um, it was a girls' school, and girls' schools usually teach things like dignity and respect and uh, all those things, as battling with all those things and uh, going to the street. I think uh, some of those things I've also seen like in your, in your Indian movies, they always tell the daughters at home like to be, to respect themselves, like to cover up or not to just leave the house. So I was really worried about all those things. But when, uh, when, when we went to 2019, January, I, I kept on thinking about it. I remember that first week of January, I talked to my uncle and uh, he helped me understand how climate change has affected some areas in my country. So I just decided to start climate strikes that week. I remember my first strike wasn't even on a Friday, it was on a Sunday, because at that point I was really geared up and motivated and uh, I just wanted to do it regardless of the outcome. So on Sunday, I... On Saturday, we made some signs with my siblings, and on Sunday, we we went for the strike together. But I honestly don't know how it happened. I think it was always uh, it was a hidden, a hidden uh, I could say like power or ability within yes. me, and um, I didn't know that I had it. It was up to when I found something that needed my voice, something that I was passionate about. 
that is when my inner self really came out and it took over the shy person that I used to be. So it was like an overnight thing, like you made those signages and next day that girl is gone or it was a gradual process, like week after week, day after day that you did your strikes and then you realize I cannot recognize the person who I was or it was just an overnight thing. Um, and it was a, it was a gradual process for me because okay. my first strike, I did it with my, I did it with my siblings. So it wasn't so hard. The fact that they were with me, but then they had to go to school right. later on. So I had to do the following strikes by myself. And, uh, honestly, I just went, I just went out for it because I told myself if I was able to do it the first time, that means I'm able to do it the second time. Right. Why would I fail the second time if I did it like the first time? So I decided to just go for it. And from the second, from the second strike, I just became more bold and I just wanted to keep doing this and doing it every Friday, creating the awareness and the truth is I didn't know where it would lead to. I was just doing it for for awareness and using my social media to share some of my work. And um, I'm really amazed at how far this has gone. Right. And I want to understand from your yeah. country perspective, like when you are striking, uh, was there was uh, a support from the government, from the society, or how was it taken? You know, you, you shared like how girls are considered, you went to a uh, girl's school and you had your own things. How was it viewed in your own society by your own people? How was it viewed? Um, initially? Of course, well, initially it wasn't understood by most people. Even those at home, my, my parents didn't really understand, but they didn't mind that I was doing it, but they just didn't really understand why I was doing it and uh, why I was striking like every Friday. And uh, for the people, of course, there are, there are always positive people and negative people. Right. I would say that there are those who are positive initially and they were supportive. They'll find me at the strike location and uh, tell me that they acknowledge the message I'm putting across and they really need change as well because we are losing the biodiversity and our planet but there are always those there were those who are so negative and they would throw very insulting words and uh, really say very mean comments but I never chose to focus on that I just right. chose to look at what I wanted to achieve because I believe that if you set um have a vision and some goals that you want to accomplish in life you don't need to there will always be people who try to pull you back right. but it's up to you to look ahead and yes. keep moving and act like you haven't seen them so that's exactly what i did thanks for being so candid and uh, you know it's so beautiful you know you chose to step up the game, you chose to continue, you chose to play the game in spite of whatever circumstances which were not so comfortable. So I think this is the point that goddesses have to understand, like there will be people who will be supportive of you, there will be people who will not be supportive of you and there will be moments when there are people for you and there will be moments where you'll be all alone in your fight. But whatever yeah, the circumstance, just 
continue, continue, continue. Yeah. That's very, yeah. very powerful. Yeah. And uh, one question you. that you're always welcome. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Vanessa. So, so one question I always have this, you know, the climate change and the child bride connection, which many people may not understand. And I, I was not, I, I know I cannot connect the dots. Like if I say there is cutting of trees and the environment get affected, I understand that. You know, if I understand like people are eating a lot of meat, animals are being killed, animal, uh, environment is harmed, I understand that. But if you say, uh, you know, because of the environment thing, there are child brides more. I, I couldn't see the connection till I heard you. Can you enlighten our viewers and audience on that, please? Yeah, um, the obvious impacts of climate change. And right. yet there are other impacts that we clearly need to understand that this affects uh, people in different ways, especially local communities who are living in, uh, in poverty before even they face the climate crisis. For example, I would say uh, most of the homes or most of the countries in Africa as a continent, I'm not sure about Asia, but most of them heavily depend on agriculture as a form of survival. And this is subsistence farming. So people depend on the crops that they grow. And um, it's been an observation that despite the fact that these people uh, literally spend on just a dollar a day, they have very huge families. They have quite many children. I think it's a, it's a characteristic that cuts across in most uh, rural communities. So when a dollar these people a day. Lose, yeah, so when, when these people lose their homes, when these people lose their farms, that were their only source of survival the parents are forced to reduce on the number of children in their homes and how best to reduce them by giving up the girls for marriage because they believe that if they give up the girls they'll easily be taken care of by their newfound husband and uh, they will also reduce on the number of the children at home so families do these things in order to try to be able to cater for all the children at home right in a right. way the parents think that it is a good thing because right. they're trying to, you know, provide for all the children. They believe that um, the ones who stay at home will be provided for. Even the girls who will be given up for marriage will be provided for in a way because right. they'll be secure in their new home. But they never get to realize the, the damage, especially emotional and psychological damage that is caused to these girls who are given up for marriage. No one age. really recommends a 15-year-old for marriage. That's right. a very young age, and no child would want... There are people who don't even want to get married at 30. So yes. how would you expect a 15-year-old to be in marriage at that age? So it is really devastating. Yeah, the boys, they may, they may be affected in different ways. How? If they were going to school, that means they have to stop school because most of the agricultural practices in, um, in African countries... They are labor intensive. So after the family loses everything, loses the farms, loses everything they had hoping, that means they need to input more labor in order to try and recover all that they lost. So that means the children will have to stop going to school in order to, you know, build up take the farm of. again and have the, yeah, take care of the home, help the parents out. 
that may not even be the other thing. The other thing could be flooded areas. If those rural communities flood up, the children cannot cross cross the floods or flooded rivers in order to go to school. So climate change really affects different corners and it would really be great if we looked at it from every part like of the world, especially individual level. Sometimes you look at the economic impacts of climate change, but if we focused on the individual impacts, we would really know what people go through. Like you go on to understand, okay, so if this family faced a flood, what next after the flood? They have lost their farm, they have lost their right. crops. What next after they have lost their crops? There is less food or they have no food, so they right. can't take care of their families. So if they can't take care of their children, what next for the children? The girls are out for marriage, the boys will stop going to school. Cool. So we need to look at it in a more detailed form, not just looking at the economic impact on right. uh, different countries. Yeah. Right. Very, very nicely said, uh, Vanessa. And, you know, it just takes me how much unaware we are of our own planet, of our own people at, you know, different levels. And yeah. uh, uh, just uh, one more thing, Vanessa, I would like to know any girl, any young girl who is listening to this podcast, or maybe a lady or maybe an old lady who is listening to this podcast, and they want to uh, you know, do something, they want to stand up for something, they want to do anything in life, what is one gem that you want to offer to them that they can practice it and just do it? So what is your um, gem? Yeah, um, my gem uh, would be to let them know that everyone in this world has a gift, has a talent, has an ability to change something. I believe that every voice has a story to tell. Every voice has a solution to give. So it's a matter of using the voice that is within you. There is a light within you that needs to shine out bright, but only you can let it happen. Because if you don't let it, we won't see it. If you don't let it out, the rest of the world won't see it. But everyone has a gift. I'll give an example. Imagine um, you organized a small event at home and you plan all these things and literally no one shows up at this event. So you ask yourself why? But the reason why they didn't show up is because you probably didn't let anyone know. You didn't invite anyone. So people cannot find out about right. what is in you without you letting it out. I believe right. that there is much greater. There is something much greater in each one of us. You are special in your own way. You may speak, but your voice is unique in its own way. It won't sound like mine. Because right. if you listen to another climate activist, you would realize that if they spoke, we, we are completely speaking differently, right. but then it is the same goal. So everyone is needed. There are right. very many problems in this world. People are suffering from different parts of the world. You can look and read through the problems people face and find that one problem that you feel attached to, that you want to solve. 
go into that use your voice you don't need to have resources i didn't have resources in the right. beginning just right. use your voice use the small platforms that you have social media my social media wasn't as big as it is right now it was very very small a platform right. but i still used it in a because even even if we reach a small a group of people we still cause impact so it's a matter of you starting up doing something providing a solution and leave a mark in this world it is important for all of us to leave a mark yes. in this world yes. that people will remember for yeah all the goddesses have taken note of this and thank you vanessa please let us know your social media handle so that we can follow you and hear more about your work and your good stories yeah uh, on twitter i use vanessa nakate instagram i use vanessa nakate and facebook i use vanessa nakate i use my name throughout oh, the perfect one other thing it's important yeah it's really important for for a person who is uh, if you decide to start on something maybe provide solutions in different ways it is important to have your to use your name on all social media your real name because it will help attract the right people it will help attract um the right um opportunities when you properly brand yourself right that's a great yeah. tip one more tip we got right That's great. Thank you so much Vanessa. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. <laughs> and and I will try to forward your message to Mr. Amita Bachchan. Oh my god. I be like I be so 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 happy like <laughs> he's an inspiration he is and he stays in the same city that i live in mumbai so maybe <laughs> wow yeah. hope if i ever make it to mumbai i can get a chance of meeting you and yes. meeting him as well yes. it would really be a dream come true <laughs> <laughs> mine too i've met him okay once <laughs> yeah Okay thank you so much thank you yes. so much for your time it was thank lovely you. talking to you look forward to listen to you some more day thank you thank you bye bye yeah bye